Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price here on Front Porch Radio. Kennedy Broadcasting, glad to be with you, bringing you all the news that is news from across Southern Middle Tennessee each and every day at 7.30 a.m. and again at 5 p.m. right here on Front Porch Radio. Let's start with local news. Roy Brooks, a former captain with the Columbia Fire Department, stands accused of carrying an AR-15 on Columbia Central High School property during a school shooting hoax in May. But that is not the first time he has been involved in a situation where an AR-15 landed him in hot water. According to a 2009 memo found inside Brooks' personnel file obtained by Main Street Murray via the Tennessee Open Records Act, he was removed in November 2007 from the Tennessee Fire Academy for pointing part of a broken-down AR-15 at students of the academy. A disagreement between Brooks and one of the students took place on the drill field, which Brooks does not refute. The student did not return the next day, the memo reads, so there was no further issue at hand. On the first day of class, Captain Brooks had some issues with one of the students that resulted in the student telling Captain Brooks he did not have to do what he said, the memo, which then Fire Chief Don Martin called an outline of highlights of the meeting, reads. Brooks told Martin he'd shown an instructor from Lawrenceburg an AR-15 he had in the trunk of a Murray County fire vehicle, which he claims he was driving with permission due to his personal vehicle being broken down. Captain Brooks advised that he remove the forearm piece of the rifle that included the laser sight and pointed it. The laser beam was pointed at the water tower and other objects as well as some students, the memo reads. The class members laughed and one of the students said, You got me. Both Brooks and the other instructor were sent home following a complaint regarding the incident. Later, Brooks apologized and returned to class after he, quote, admitted that he had made a bad decision, but was served with a certified letter advising him that his contract with the TFACA was terminated and would not be renewed. In 2009, an amended law was passed that added fire and emergency services personnel to a law that prohibits pointing lasers at first responders that initially only covered law enforcement officers. In the memo, former Chief Martin said he learned about the 2007 incident when he overheard firefighters refer to the new language as the, quote, Roy Brooks Law. Brooks was terminated in 2022 by the Columbia Fire Department with four different allegations against him, including sexual harassment and violation of the city's sick leave policy. He filed suit for wrongful termination against the city on May 25th. According to the lawsuit, quote, Said sexual harassment complaint purportedly alleged that on the morning of March 11, 2022, just two days after bringing his safety and regulatory concerns to his supervisors, Assistant Chief Brian O'Kane overheard several firefighters discussing an incident of sexual harassment that occurred at the station's clock-in station. A.C. O'Kane later tracked down the alleged sexual harassment victim to ascertain what had occurred. While talking to the alleged victim outside and without witnesses, A.C. O'Kane claims he was told that plaintiff approached the victim firefighter and asked, When will you let me explicitive your wife? The alleged event took place on February 22, 2022 at 7 a.m. during shift change. Brooks took sick leave after being made aware of the complaint in a meeting with his superiors on April 11, 2022 under the Family Medical Leave Act. He was on leave for around six weeks but continued to work other jobs during that time, such as teaching classes at Columbia State Community College. He was terminated on May 26, 2022 and appealed to the City Civil Service Board, which upheld the termination in August of 2022. The City of Columbia held its annual 9-11 Remembrance Day presentation on September 11th this past Monday at Columbia 
Fire Station Number One at Firefighters Park. Fire Chief Ty Cobb and Mayor Chaz Mulder each addressed the crowd on hand. What I remember more about just where I was that day was I remember where our country was in the days after. I remember how our country was united. Um, together we stand. We had uh, elected officials all across the country that were uniting others in a way that we just don't see as much anymore. And so on this day, as we pause to remember that fretful day of September 11th, 22 years ago, may we not just remember where we were, although I'm sure all of us do, may we also remember where this country was and how we're stronger when we're united. And let's remember that unity as we carry on. Thank you so much for being here today. Though 22 years have passed since the tragic events took place in New York City, Washington, D.C., and a field in Pennsylvania, both Cobb and Mulder said the events still weigh heavily on them, and they are proud to continue hosting this event in remembrance of those citizens and first responders who perished that day. So many people uh, and all Americans were affected by the 9-11 attacks. I remember I was on duty that morning at fire station number three in Columbia, and when the first plane hit, you thought maybe it was an accident, but when the second tower was hit uh, in the Pentagon, we knew that our country was being attacked. And we can never forget the sacrifices that were made by our first responders that day, the families that were impacted, because we were all impacted by that. Um, and, and then, of course, what our country was facing from then on with the threats of terrorism. Well, I think it's important that we never forget the events that took place that day. And as I mentioned in my remarks, you know, cities all across the country are having, having events such as this, but not every city is. Uh, but I'm just proud that the city of Columbia is so that we can make sure that, that we never forget, so we can make sure that we're passing this along to the next generation so that they understand the significance of that day and couldn't be more proud of the Columbia Fire and Rescue for making sure that happened today. For Cobb, the importance of remembering first responders on 9-11 is imperative, but hosting the event at Firefighters Park is paramount. Uh, I am proud of him to be uh, fire chief for the city of Columbia and honored to serve. Uh, we will never forget. That's what Firefighters Park uh, is, is a special place with uh, remembering those that we lost, not only on 9-11, but here locally. And, and great community leaders that have served our community and made sure that our first responders have what they need to do the job every day. Firefighters Park is a special place. And since it was dedicated in 2017, we've made sure to have our 9-11 service here in remembrance. Seeing the crowd on hand at the park that included firefighters, police officers, elected officials, and other community members makes continuing to put on the event an easy decision. People do still care. They, they love our country, they love our state, and they love their community. And every year this event is well attended. Uh, people come here and pause uh, going to work. Uh, maybe they're late to work. Uh, because they remember 9-11, they're impacted by 9-11, uh, and they're, they're thankful for their first responders. And I'm telling you, there's, there's no greater community that loves their first responders than those people in Columbia. And it's an honor every day for our firefighters, police officers, EMS workers, or dispatchers to serve and protect this great city and great county. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office announced last week $28.5 million in federal grant funds to be distributed statewide from National Highway Traffic Safety Administration for the 2023-24 federal fiscal year. Murray County will be receiving a total of $133,105.60.
$20,000 will go to the Columbia Police Department for traffic safety and education. $20,022 to the Destin Legiza Foundation for a campaign against impaired driving. $20,000 to DPD for a network coordinator. $38,123.60 to the Murray County Sheriff's Office for traffic safety and education. $4,960 will go to Mount Pleasant. Police Department for Traffic Enforcement, and $50,000 to the Spring Hill Police Department for DUI Enforcement. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office is pleased to announce the allocation of federal grant funds to support our traffic safety partners across Tennessee, said Director Buddy Lewis. These funds will be used to increase traffic safety education, public awareness, advocacy, training, and enforcement initiatives to improve driver behavior and protect Tennessee roadways. These partnerships are essential to saving lives and reducing traffic fatalities across Tennessee. Over 370 federal grants exceeding $28 million in total have been awarded to law enforcement agencies and highway safety partners across Tennessee. Approximately $3 million in media grant funds will be allocated for statewide highway safety education and public awareness campaigns. Every year, traffic safety advocates, nonprofit organizations, emergency response personnel, law enforcement, district attorneys general, and other state agencies across Tennessee seek funding through grant applications offered by the THSO. Applicants who meet the required data-driven criteria and highway safety standards are awarded grant funds to support the THSO's mission to reduce traffic crashes, injuries, and fatalities. It's time now for our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll have your hometown memorials brought to you by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, as well as statewide news that affects you. So stick around here on Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Front Porch Radio. We'll be right back after this. Listening 101.7, 103.7, WKOM, WKRM, Delk Kennedy, owner operator. Great to have you with us. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us, it was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine too. At Shelter Insurance. Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. 
Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwing Group. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwing Group. Land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee today here on Front Porch Radio Kennedy Broadcasting. Once again, my name is Chris Yow, filling in for Tom Price. Excited to bring you all the news that's news across Southern Middle Tennessee and the rest of the state. Right now, we're going to take a look at your hometown memorials brought to you by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Gregory Todd Howell, age 62, passed away September 8th, 2023. Funeral services will be conducted Tuesday, September 12, 2023 at 2.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in McCain Cemetery. The family will visit with friends Tuesday from noon until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Mary Ann Plant, age 95, of Thompson Station, died Friday, September 8th at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services for Mrs. Plant will be conducted Wednesday, September 13th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home with Rev. Roy Barber officiating. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, September 12th from 4 until 7 p.m. at the funeral home. 
All five of the former Memphis police officers arrested for the death of Tyree Nichols in the late January have now been indicted in federal court for alleged civil rights violations, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Tennessee. The indictment from the U.S. Department of Justice names the same five officers who were criminally charged on a state case with four counts relating to the beating and death of Tyree Nichols. The country watched in horror as Tyree Nichols was kicked, punched, tased, and pepper sprayed, and we all heard Mr. Nichols cry out for his mother and say, I'm just trying to go home, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a press release Tuesday. Officers who violate the civil rights of those who are sworn to protect undermine public safety, which depends on the community's trust in law enforcement. They dishonor their fellow officers who do their work with integrity every day. The Justice Department will continue to hold accountable officers who betray their oath. The former officers, Emmett Martin, Tadarius Bean, Desmond Mills, Justin Smith, and Demetrius Haley, face four federal counts, one count for depriving Nichols of his right to be free from the use of unreasonable force by a police officer, one count of deliberate indifference to Nichols' medical needs and a failure to render aid, one count of tampering with evidence in an effort to cover up their crimes, and one count of intentionally omitting material information and providing false and misleading information. Much of the information within the indictment was previously known to the public, but aspects of the witness tampering and conspiracy charges include new details about the aftermath of the beating. While MFD emergency medical personnel were on the scene, defendants Haley and Mills removed their body-worn cameras and set them aside before defendants gathered to discuss amongst themselves the force used on Nichols and made statements like, Everybody rocking his ass. Pop, pop, please fall. And I thought when... He wasn't going to fall. We about to kill this man, the indictment said. The indictment went on to allege that the officers told supervisors and the officer who wrote the original incident report that Nichols was resisting and reaching for their gun belts. It added that Mills and Smith falsely told MPD Detective 1 that Nichols was so strong that he lifted two officers into the air. Nichols has been described by family as a man with a slim build. Two of the charges, deprivation of Nichols' right to be free from unnecessary force and the neglect of rendering a medical aid, carry a maximum sentence of life in prison. The two counts that relate to obstruction of justice and witness tampering each carry a minimum sen- excuse me, a maximum sentence of 20 years. There is no parole in the federal prison system. As Americans, our Constitution gives us certain basic rights when we interact with law enforcement officers. The U.S. Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division, Kristen Clark, said Tuesday afternoon, We have a right to be free from unreasonable force, a right to have other officers intervene and stop the unlawful assault, and a right when police custody to have urgent medical needs appropriately addressed and not met with deliberate indifference. Pulaski Electric System officials believe a piece of equipment incorrectly detected an overheating problem resulting in approximately 13,000 customers losing power last week. The power outage started at 3.45 p.m. September 6th, and PES announced at 7.25 p.m. that all customers' power was restored except for 158 customers in Minor Hill whose power was out due to a downed pole. According to a release, the outage was caused by safety monitoring equipment incorrectly detecting an overheating issue, shutting down vital substation transformers, and the monitor is responsible for preventing permanent damage to millions of dollars worth of equipment. While it is suspected the monitor incorrectly detected the problem, data from the monitors and transformers have been sent for further analysis. PES crews, assisted by TVA, responded to the problem and tried to restart the equipment but were unsuccessful. 
The complicated process of rerouting power was determined to be the best course of action. To avoid overloading the system and causing catastrophic failure, the power had to be slowly restored in small sections of the county over time, the release says. During the outage, PES office staff were answering 10 to 12 phone calls at a time. We understand some of our customers were unable to immediately contact us, the release said. We encourage all customers to utilize our Smart Hub app to get text message updates and track any rep- and report any outages in real time. The app can be downloaded on your phone or tablet by going to Apple or Google Play Store. The equipment believed to have caused the outage is part of a five-year capital improvement plan. The design of the replacement equipment began two years ago, but due to supply chain issues, it was on a 24-month backlog. The release went on to explain that the majority of this year's record $14.6 million capital improvement budget is being implemented to replace end-of-life equipment and make needed upgrades for growth. It's time for a break. When we come back, more from Southern Middle Tennessee Today, news from around Southern Middle Tennessee and beyond, right here on Front Porch Radio. In Kennedy Broadcasting, again, I'm Chris Yao, filling in for Tom Price. We'll be right back after these messages from our great sponsors. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Bartlett with the Aquatus Club of Columbia. Fall is almost here, and we are partnering with Columbia Main Street for the city's first ever Fall Fest, which will include our annual chili cook-off, and we invite you to experience fall fun and the hometown spirit of downtown by organizing your own chili cook-off team. Registration is still open. Visit the Aquinas Club Facebook page to sign up. Proceeds will benefit children's charities and literacy. Please join us September 30th from 3 to 7 for Chili Family and Fun. Imagine all the hits you love in one collection. Live it up with favorites like, I won, did you hear me? I won! Or the timeless treasure, I just won $5,000! And who can forget the all-time classic, Look who's going on vacation! Get your hands on the cash-loaded Hit Instant Games collection at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and let the good times roll. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Make it a happy new year. Become the Powerball first millionaire of the year. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Enter to win a VIP trip for two to New York that will include a three-night stay at a luxurious Times Square hotel, a chance at a million dollars, and more. Enter any Powerball ticket at tnviprewards.com by October 31st. From the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. You're listening to your local radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee today. Once again, I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. Glad to be with you here on this Wednesday edition as we continue to bring you all the news that's news from across southern Middle Tennessee. We do have time for one more final story of the day, and it comes from right here locally in Columbia. The City of Columbia is excited to announce the start of the third year of the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council. The 2023-24 class held their initial kickoff meeting on Tuesday, September 12th at 4 p.m. at Columbia City Hall. The Mayor's Youth Council is composed of members from various Murray County high schools who value academic excellence, community involvement, and leadership. The goal of the Mayor's Youth Council is to foster leadership and community involvement among Columbia's diverse high school population and to encourage students to become further interested in local government. The Mayor's Youth Council meetings will be held monthly in addition to community and volunteer projects. Members were selected upon an application process that was made available to all public, private, and homeschooled Murray County High School students. The application process opened August 1st and closed August 25th. When I was first elected, I felt a special obligation to the youth of our community considering I'm the youngest mayor to serve in this office, Mayor Chas Mulder said. Since being re-elected last year, that commitment is as strong as ever, and I'm really excited to double down on investing in our youth through the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council. This council has been a huge success in its first couple of years of being organized, and I feel confident 
This year's council will take the council and indeed our community to even greater heights. It will help bridge the gap between generations and cultivate a generation of future leaders. I'm so pleased with the interest we received for the third year of the Mayor's Youth Council, a diverse group from all over Murray County. These council members represent some of the best and brightest of our youth, and the council should give all of us optimism and hope for our future. The students selected to serve on the 2023-24 Mayor's Youth Council are as follows. 12th graders Addison Codling from Columbia Academy, Ayana Jones from Mount Pleasant High School, Caroline Cashin from Columbia Central, Chloe Moore from Cullioca, Darden Powers at Columbia Central, Emily Diles of Columbia Academy, Finley Skelton of Columbia Academy, Greenlee Floyd of Columbia Central, Hannah Albert of Zion Christian, Lily Tweedy of Spring Hill High School, Madison Smith from Columbia Central, Milo Lindsay of Mount Pleasant, Owen Hollis of Columbia Central, Parker Shirley of Columbia Academy, Patton Duval of Columbia Central, Ruhan Patel, and Will Sowell, both of Columbia Academy. Juniors from Columbia Academy, Addison Thomas and Anna Brewer. From Kalioka, Brooke Gibbs, Carter Lawrence of Columbia Central, as well as Kevante Martin. Lolly Joe Green of Mount Pleasant. Riley Krimmel of Columbia Central. Ron Bitwork of Kalioka. Trevante Martin of Columbia Central, and Zion Wyatt of Murray County Virtual Schools. Sophomore Jacqueline Carp of Zion Christian, and freshman Audrey Roundtree of Columbia Central. To learn more about the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council or to stay up to date with community projects, visit ColumbiaTN.com or call 931-560-1510. That's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Again, I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. If you have not yet subscribed to Main Street Murray, we would encourage you to do so for all of your local news and sports. No better or comprehensive coverage than Main Street Murray. You can visit MainStreetMurray.com and subscribe for just $30 for a year with each edition mailed to your home. Again, thanks for joining us here on Front Porch Radio. You can listen to this broadcast at your leisure on our podcast or read the news at frontporchradiotn.com. Till next time.